Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome to another exciting broadcast. We've been talking on the power of God and we've just been all over the place this week because we're just on fire for the Lord and we're happy uh, that we're redeemed and restored and we can't get up, keep our mouths shut. Well, you know, before we came on the air, we were talking about the fact how interesting it is that people seem to be shocked when God does a miracle or when the power of God actually works. That's what it's supposed to do. That's right. what it does. It's designed to it do it. It shouldn't become such a big shock. To you know people. what? I, uh, you got, I got a 2014-15 car outside. I'll be shocked if it don't start if I go out there. <laughs> <laughs> if it's it don't start, to start. Right, it's supposed to start. It's what it's supposed to do. Now you got a 1985, and um, well, right, yeah, it's got some miles on it. But <laughs> I expect it to start too, especially if I've been doing the necessary maintenance on an upkeep. Now we want to be sure that everybody understands we're not talking about the fact that if you see a miracle in your life that you're not supposed to to praise God and to thank God, and to tell other people about what God did. I think a lot of times God allows things like that to happen or causes things to happen, so it not only strengthens your faith, but it strengthens everybody else's faith. Right. My right. niece um, was to have a baby, and she had an infection in the birth canal, and the doctors were very concerned that as the baby was born, the baby might pick up the infection, but they didn't really want to give her antibiotics because then that could affect the baby too, because they needed to give her some really powerful ones. So everybody was praying. She went into labor. She never dilated past the one for hours. And the doctors were talking about inducing labor. In five minutes, it was about 10 o'clock last week on a, in the evening. In five minutes, she dilated from one to a 10 and the baby was born. The baby was not in the birth canal long enough to even start right. to get the infection. <laughs> and that's what God does. I mean, the doctor said, this is a miracle. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, just from a one to a 10 to boom, the baby's born in less than five minutes. And that's what God does. And yet sometimes we're almost shocked that, wow, whoa. whoa he actually came through. That, yeah, that worked. Wow. You know, that's what God does. God is watching out for us. He's been watching out for us. Our whole life, he's been protecting us, bringing us through. And yet sometimes we think, well, he won't be able to do it this time. This this time's too big. This time's Different too set much. of circumstances. Yeah, this, this, this time's rougher. And, and, and maybe he did it before, but that he probably can't. You go back to David and Goliath. When David is ready to face Goliath, he says to, to Saul, he says, the God who saved me from the bear and the lion will save me from this Philistine. You know what we need to remember is all the times in our life that God saved us from the bear and the lion, and they might be figurative bears and lions, but God has saved us from the bear and the lion, and to remember that he did, and to know that he's going to again. And he wants us to have remembrance of 
victories in him. Whatever's good, whatever's true, whatever's right. pure. He said, think about it and recollect. And remember, he always told the children of Israel, remember? And he even told them, build this memorial so you can tell your kids what it meant. How I right. brought build you guys. these stones up. Yeah, how I got Pile you guys these stones through. here. Yeah, and he said, every time you pass them, you won't forget either. So we have to, the Bible says, I think it's in Psalms 105, forget not all his benefits. You got to remember how good God is and how awesome and, and sovereign that he is. We See, sometimes forget that. And that's why we have holidays. That's why we celebrate Christmas. That's why we celebrate Easter. So we can remember what it is that God had done. Mm -hmm. And because life can get in the way. Life can cause us to forget. Life can cause us to get busy. And we need to remember what God has done in our life and in the life of our loved ones. And he continues to want to do more. The Bible says, Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or even imagine. I love that part. Or According even to imagine. his glorious power. Well, well, God, he's able. He says, take the limits off me. And and in Genesis, he was the angel of the Lord was speaking to Abraham and Sarah. He says, is anything too hard for the Lord? He's like, you know what? I just want you to believe. She's just faith. like my niece and her baby. Most people would think, well, there are some people who thought, well, they're probably going to get the infection and then they'll be have to do something. It would be hard to even imagine. I I'll, I have to admit, I did not ima imagine before the baby was born. From one to ten, huh? That one to ten in less than five minutes the baby would be born. I got to tell you, I did not even imagine that's how God would do it. Just think about how often in our life, God does things we can't even imagine, and then he does them, and then we go, well, of course, that's what he would do. That just makes perfect sense. I am so happy that when you read that scripture, it says that he can do more than we can ask or even imagine that that is still true today. That when you're asking and when you're praying, realize God might have a plan. You can't even imagine what it is. I was just thinking about something as you were speaking. I know you you're working through Champion Christian School. You're working on a building project. And I, one of my other mentors, Pastor Bill Winston from Living uh, Word of Faith, Christian Center in Chicago, he said, every time God asked me to do something that cost a lot of money, I never had enough to do it. Every time he told me to go do it, I never had enough. But he always met the need. And again, they, they God just doing big things through their ministry. They purchased a 33-acre mall, and they use it for the facility and other businesses. But he said, every time God told me to do something, my bank account said otherwise. <laughs> but he was saying, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above. And is there anything too hard for God? And we have to always go back to remind ourselves, you know what, God? I have, Jesus said, have faith in God. And God, if you told me to do something, and God told me that all a couple of weeks ago. Stop focusing on the provision and, and focus on, on the vision. He said, if you just keep your mind on the vision, let me handle the provision. You just keep the vision in front of you and the people, and, and, and I'll provide. He said, uh, I think he said, don't be provision-minded. Be, be vision-minded, and, and I'll handle the provision. And I said, okay, Lord, I received that. Because... God is always telling us, especially ministry leaders, he, he gives you a vision to do big things. And the most of it is going to cost money. <laughs> and, and then our bank accounts really don't reflect that. So he just said, okay, you know, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll direct people in to bring the necessary finances that it's going to take 
to get that done. So I constantly surround myself with other ministry leaders that, that God's worked in and through. Because remember, Peter, go back and, and strengthen the brethren. Iron sharpens iron. You have to be, you know, in fellowship with somebody. Who, or you can listen to their victories in Christ. Man, God did this and did that. Really? Well, I understand he's no respect to a person. And he's right, the same yesterday. Yeah, he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And all I got to do is simple believe. <laughs> so he asked the children of Israel to do. Yeah, and, just believe me. Just, just believe me. That's so, what he tells us. And today. when I give you an instruction, just do it. Yeah, that's what it, he tells us. It may us not today. make sense. I'm going to give you an instruction. Just, just do it one by one, one by one. Remember, it was over in the Book of Kings. He told the. Uh, one of the kings to go, he had leprosy, and he told him go dip. The prophet told him to go dip in uh, this dirty lake, this dirty river of water. I mean, he said, nah, that one don't make sense. There's a clean one down the road. Uh, why not I just going to do that one? And he, it didn't make sense. Why would you tell me to go dip seven times in a dirty one? And and the, uh, the king or his servant said, well, master, if he'd have told you go do something noble, wouldn't you have done that? He got to thinking, he said, yeah, I would have, too. He said, why don't you just go dip in the dirty one? It ain't going to hurt you. You're already leprous. <laughs> and he said, okay, sure. I, I, I can't get no worse than this. So he went in the, in the dirty pond and started, he looked around first, made sure nobody looking, and he dipped one time, two times, and seven times, came up clean as a whistle. God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. He'll tell you to do something that don't make sense, but it makes faith. And faith and sense are two different realms. Sense is what you can see in the natural. Yeah, bank account don't look good. Faith said, oh, well, I can place a demand on the supply that's reserved for me in heaven. Remember, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then first or second Peter says we have a, a supply reserved for us. And God if said, you have the money in the bank, it doesn't take a lot of faith. Well, God said, I also, I've heard stories with God. People that came and said, the Lord spoke to me. I don't know you. I ain't saved. But the Lord spoke to me in South Florida to give you this million dollars. I've heard testimonies like that. God wasn't even saved. Man, he, but he said, because the Lord, when the Lord speak to you, ask Saul, Paul, ask me. When the Lord speak to you, you're going to know it's him. It ain't going to be no, oh, I, I don't know what I heard. I ate some bad pizza. No, you're going to know when he speaks to you. You're going to know. And he, he'll speak to heathens too. Oh, he does. He, oh, he, he did throughout the Bible. Yeah, and he's throughout today. He's speaking to some heathens right now to go give into this. Go give, write them a check. I was watching last night on 60 Minutes. This guy, man, young Jewish guy. Daddy grew up. His daddy worked for the post office. His mama did something else. But he'd been helping the U.S. government restore all the monuments in Washington. This guy's spending millions of his own money doing it. And he's in the club with uh the Apple guy, not the Apple guy, Bill Gates and other guys. They they want to give away half of their money before they go. But and I was watching as I was watching it last night, I'm like, well, praise the Lord. He's directing these guys. I don't know what their faith is in Christ, but I know they, they're giving away this money, millions. And I'm like, Lord, just direct some of them towards me in Jesus' name. <laughs> cause cause God got he told me to do some stuff. And the stuff he told me to do, Pastor, it's gonna cost billions. The stuff he told me to do. And so I'm believing, look here, I ain't going to put him in the bond, oh God. I know he's able to do exceedingly abundantly. But so if he want to direct Warren Gates, Bill Gates, anyone to come and sow into me and what he has me to do, I'm going to say I receive it. See, and then he can do even more than we can ask or imagine. And then all of a sudden people that you didn't even imagine. Right. 
Well, I, I, just right in our town, the the Austrian or so, whoever they are, I go in Low Hospital. They had a whole wing donated to them. Well, they don't give you no wing for donating a dollar. <laughs> yeah, just people. There's wealth everywhere. There's people, and God will direct people, you know, right. to give. And we have to understand that He He'll say, "Hey, go so into that. Go give and do that." And people are doing it, man. He does us like that. His children. He goes, "Oh, well, go so into that. Go do that." So anyway, and then he calls his children to be the one who does the giving, right? And we got to be willing to be will, to give up because because we're willing to receive. <laughs> but I mean, that we got to be willing to give up because we live in a day and age where if we're not careful, all we're concerned with is accumulating, and we don't want to give any up because then we'll have less. And when well, we God understand calls rich us young ruler give, with that story, yeah. When well, God calls us to give, then it's time to give. Well, as again, as you're. Not just reading the Bible, but studying, increasing in the knowledge of the Lord's will. You're going to get a revelation of it is better to give than to receive. And we are blessed to be a blessing. Yeah, you're blessed in order to be a blessing to others. It's not for you to hoard because anything that's hoarded, and we know that with water. If I just put water and it don't have any movement, it'll start what? Stinking. Yeah, it'll stagnate. Yeah, so that's why they call it cash flow. Water has to stuff has to flow as it flows it's a scream and a flowing scream works better than one that's just stagnated right god doesn't you know to go back to what you're saying god doesn't bless us so we can sit on it no he blesses us so that we can bless others with it right that we can give it mm-hmm. that that whatever gift he has given if it's hospitality then do it happily if it's whatever that blessing is that he has given to you then we're to use it to build up other people. Well, and the scripture says, you know, since we're on finances, it says over in Corinthians, he he gives bread, seed to the sower and bread for food, and he multiplies your seed sown. And I always tell, I teach this, you know, God gives us the power to get wealth because if he didn't give us breath, we ain't going out and do nothing. Just, just make that understood. Right. So, I tell yeah, people, whether you work with your brain or your hands. Or right, whatever. right, right, right. So he, he, he give, gave us life. He gave us some oxygen, some lungs, all the stuff we need to, to, to be on this earth. But I tell people with, with money, your seed, you, you, eat, you save some, you eat some, and you plant some. That way you, you, you're staying in the flow. You're going to save some for yourself, yeah. You got to eat some, and, and then you're going to plant some. Planting some... And plant means give. <laughs> yeah, you're going to give it back to the ground. The farmer gives seed to the ground. Not because the ground needs it. He needs what's going to be produced back right. to him. Yeah, the ground like, man, feed me some seed. I'm hungry. You know, it's for him. But he's going to eat some too. I'm pretty sure he's going to save some because he's a wise steward. But, but And that's the way God works. It, it's seed time and harvest. So, again, he wants us to be blessed, to be a greater blessing. Because what we're doing with Champion School that's to be a blessing to students. Right, the whole community. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what it is. Yeah, it's for the whole community. It ain't, yeah, look, look, look. At, no, it ain't about, look at the president. No, it's to be a blessing. <laughs> so God's going to send somebody, okay, you're doing what I told you to do. Well, I'm going to send somebody to sow into that. And again, money has whatever spirit you put on it. Yeah, yeah, just don't love it. Love the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I love the Lord with all, Jesus said, you should love the Lord, your God, with all. It didn't say nothing about loving resources and money and materials. They know I love the Lord. Now all things are added to me because I have my priorities. I'm seeking first Him. He's first. 
Boom. It's now, sometimes people misinterpret scripture when it says, for the love of money is a root of all evil. It's the love of money. We got Money is not evil. Right. It's money not does all kinds of good stuff. Money built every hospital you ever saw. Money right. built every school you ever saw. Money built every church you ever saw. Right. Money does all right. kinds of really good things. Yeah, money. Money is not evil. Money paid for that radio you're listening to. Right. I mean, for some reason, people tend to think of money as evil. And what he's saying there is it's the love of money is a root of all evil. Well, Jesus said you, you can't have two masters either gonna love one or hate the other so he said love god and right. if you love god all Can't other love things god and man right 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 you you can i tell people so people think oh i gotta be poor god wants me to be poor no i tell people young couples that's getting married or, or women that's seeking a husband as a man because i have understanding now revelation i say find you a man who loves god more than he loves you oh yeah you got the right husband. See, and and mm -hmm. people think, even Christians, well, if I love God more than I love my husband, I'm cheating my husband. If I love God more than I love my no, wife, I'll be cheating my wife. If I love God more than I love my children, I'll be No, it's when you love God more than them that you are then able to love the people in your life the way that God wants you to love them. And back to as it relates to resources, money, whatever resources you have at your disposal, love God more than that, and then you'll... You'll be able to, when he says give, boom, okay, I'm doing this because I love the Lord. And I know the Lord, God is my source. He's my source. He, the scripture says, he multiplies my seed sown. He makes all grace abound towards to me that I have all sufficiency in all things for every good work. Where we're doing what we're called, God's called us to do is a good work. So he's going to make sure we have an abundance for every good work. As long as we keep seeing him as the source. But if you keep seeing the government as your source, such and such as your source, money as your source. No, don't even see money as your source. See God as your source. That's why he said the love of money. Well, you're loving it. You're seeing it as your source. He said, no, no, see God as your well, source. that's why we can't give it up because we got to have it. Right. I love it. <laughs> you know, I got to have it. If I give it up, then I won't have enough. No, you love that's, God. But he says, you know what? If you give it, you're going to get more. Right. Because that's God's will. Now you're doing God's will, too, because he said he loves a cheerful giver. He loves a giver. God so loved the world, he gave. He didn't hoard and hold back. No, I'm going to sow Jesus into humanity. But look how many people I'm going to get back. Look how many souls are going to be saved. Remember, I always think of Schindler's List. At the end of Schindler's List, he said, man, this ring, man, I forgot it. I could have bought how many more people I could have saved. Jewish people I could have saved with this one ring. And it was just like with Jesus. It was a picture of God saying, I'm going to sow my son. I'm going to give him as a sin sacrifice for humanity. And, but look how many people I'm going to get back, Jesus. He kept on telling Jesus, Jesus, remember the plan. You're reconciling all humanity back to me by your one obedient act. Let me give you as a sin sacrifice. Boom. And that's how God works. I always tell people, givers gain. See, and then it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, more than we can ask or even imagine. Because who could imagine that his son would die? Who could imagine that the way this plan was going to work was he would die on the cross? Who could imagine that he would be raised from the dead three days later? And who could imagine that we, through that death, burial, and resurrection, we have an opportunity to be reconciled back to the right. Father? See, who could have? God's like only I can think of that. That's genius. Yeah. 
It's genius. Wisdom. And he never asked us our opinion. He never asked anybody if they thought they were, that was the right plan or right mm-hmm. idea. That he just did it on his own. Right. Because in him, the Bible says in Colossians, him and Jesus, in him and Jesus are hidden all the mysteries of wisdom and knowledge. But I see so many things happen in my life and the life of people around me that ultimately it looks, works out for good that you say, man, I couldn't even imagine that was good. Years ago, and this has got to be 15 years ago now, um, probably more than that maybe, we were visiting my daughter. She lived in the Los Angeles area at the time, and we were mm-hmm. going, and we wanted to go to Disneyland in the afternoon, and then we were leaving the next morning early. We were driving back to her place so we could get some stuff so we, and we could go, and her car broke down. Mm-hmm. That's not our plan. That's not what we wanted. That's not the way we thought it was all going to work out. And so our plans were were not right. Our plans were like busted. Right. <laughs> and yet later, as we call AAA and she gets towed to where she needs to go and we're there to help her do the things that she needs to get done, it dawns on me. <coughs> That that car was going to break down and God made it so that it happened when I was there. My wife was there. We could help right. her. She wasn't alone in this strange town because she hadn't lived there very long. She wasn't alone. She had people there. And he even did it in the parking lot of a fast food joint. We're driving down the road and the car starts having problems. She swings into there. So it's not on the freeway. It's not on a huge busy street. It's not on an on-ramp or an off-ramp. It's just somewhere that's nice and simple. But initially... Oh, man, our plans are ruined. Our plans are busted. And then you stop and you you realize what God has done. I couldn't imagine the way it needed to happen so that she could have all the help that she needed to have, but God did. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. That well, He knew it was going out. Right. He knew that the problem was going to happen. And then not only did he make that happen. He knew it was in 1985. That the <laughs> that the part that the car needed that the dealer had won. See, it led you right to the spot. And so there are times in our life when it seems like our plans got busted up. It wasn't what we wanted to happen. Where's God? How come He let this happen? When the reality is, it's God making sure everything is done for our best and for the best of the people that we love and care about in a way that we couldn't even imagine. I couldn't imagine that the best thing that could happen was for our plans to get busted up. Yeah, guess what? The best thing that could happen was for our plans to get busted up. Mm-hmm. And that's what God does. And I was just thinking about that, too. My daughter with a vehicle, shoot, twice. She broke down right at the house. <laughs> right, because she'd have broke down somewhere else. It would have been, yeah, all dramatic. But, but again, and these little things, this all goes in line with acknowledging him in all your ways. God says, just don't forget me. Just always remember me, acknowledge me. I was thanking God this morning when I wake up, you know, just for waking me up and revealing himself to me, you know, thank you for doing that. I just want to acknowledge you. I ain't asking for nothing. I want to thank you for waking me up this morning and just allowing me to be filled with the knowledge of your will, for giving me the truth. And I understand that truth's, Keeps me free, freed up, no burdens. I ain't walking around stressed out and heavy loaded, laden, because I have his truth. And his truth equates to his peace. 
which surpasses all understanding. And, and God, he's faithful to do that if we just trust him, acknowledge him every day. There's not a day that don't go by. You think we, That's why we love this broadcast. There's not a day that don't go by that I don't think about God, talk about God, study his word, whether I'm reading it or listening to it or meditating on it or speaking it. Because I'm so happy. There's a song we sing, I'm so happy to be in the truth. I forgot the name of the song, but that's a verse of the lyric. I'm so happy to be in the truth. So when you're happy and joyful about something or someone, you're going to think about them constantly. You're going to acknowledge them, and you're going you're gonna to magnify them. I guess the scriptures say, oh, magnify the Lord. You're going to always lift him up over every situation. I'm going to magnify. No, he's bigger than this. Yeah, I know that's my problem. My problem ain't bigger than my God. They said, no, don't go around talking about how big your problem is. Tell your problem how big your God is. I guess that's what David did. But anyway, we, we got to still do that. Yeah, some things you can still use from the old. We, God, he's just so good. And he wants us to believe that there's nothing too hard for him. The Bible says with him all things are possible. But it says also without him we can do nothing. You know, and, and if you can believe, all things are possible to you. And according to your faith, be it unto you. So God wants us to believe him and. And see, when you talk about that verse, it's when we have faith that we're willing to step out and do whatever it is that he called us to do. Uh-huh. Because if you don't have the faith in him, if you don't really believe that he's going to see you through, you're never going to step out in faith. And, and I like to take say that, first that step. faith is that confidence in him. I right. have confidence. I believe you. Not, and I believe what you said in your word. Like you said, you open a book, boom, it was his word right there. What was that word again? God is arranging the people and the finances. There it is right there. That's his word. He speaks prophetically, too. And you got to, those those signs you always want, right? Well, you got one. There you go right there. We got to believe, you know, God, you were just saying how he just hooked this situation up with your daughter. Well, he hooked that situation up, too. My first testimony, he hooked it up. I read, bam, got a word. Remember, in the beginning was the word. You get a word from the Lord. And it will ignite your faith on fire if you stay the course with it. You know, you got to stay your course. You got to keep believing. You can't let because well, you can't be double minded. You can't go part way down the road then change your mind. I like what my pastor say. It's from the time you say I believe you receive to there it is. That's where the fight's at in between. (laughs) Right. I said I believe I receive to there it is. That's that middle part. That's where the fight. Yeah, so, so we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of fight because we fight the good fight of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.